Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 630, recorded live on March 29th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who basically stayed at home all week, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who has been driving around for work, Andy Lowe. Hi. Despite there being a uh, statewide lockdown? Yes, <laughs> beyond there being a statewide lockdown, I, last week, drove up to Lansing twice, um, Battle Creek once, and then I was poised to drive down to Coldwater, but that got delayed until Wednesday. So, I'll be driving down to Coldwater on Wednesday. Okay. Week. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, no, this whole... People are like, so how is, you know, how is this different than, you know... How's your You're work like, different? Fewer How's people this? where I go. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> there's less traffic. Yeah, that's basically it. There's less traffic and the more cops on the highway. That's There's that's more it. cops? I have seen... Uh, one, Why would two, there be more? There, I have seen so many cops are, on the highway right now. It's just... Are they just bored and this is how they can make their money? I don't doubt it, especially since there's a lot of people on the road who are just disregarding speed limits right now. Oh, my God. Because there's no one on the road. Yeah, and so people are doing... I got passed by a semi-truck, and I was doing 76. <laughs> I mean... I'm actually willing to cut semi-trucks a little bit of slack right now. Yeah, right now, uh, I'm like, you know, I see him pass me, and I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, I don't know what's in the back of your semi-truck. I hope it's important, because you seem to act like it. It's probably toilet paper. <laughs> I actually Let's got... be honest. I, I, we, uh, Costco has toilet paper again, so we have now Yay. have... 48... Maybe I'll have to let... 48 rolls. I'll have to let Laura know... We found toilet paper last week, but it was um, Angel Soft two ply. Well, this is this is not, the Kirkland brand, so I don't know. Yeah, you know it, it ain't we, our Charmin, so we are not used to Angel Soft two ply. Yeah, no, better toilet paper is like a real thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. That's that's why you know <laughs> when I was able to you know live on my own, I got Charmin. Because it's, yep. yeah. I tried the Charmin Basic one time. No. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. But, you know, we'll see how long this roll of 48 rolls lasts me. It's a lot, but mm -hmm. yeah. So how has your week yeah, been? It's, it's been a crazy week, Andy. Like, it's, because you said has basically not left the house. I have left the house to walk the dog two or three times in the last week. Uh, he's gone for a walk every day, to be clear. It's just not me taking yeah. him. Um, and I went to the grocery store once, and that's it. I have not left the house otherwise. And it's just getting a little, little, little weird, a little crazy, little like I want to go outside. Like there was there's a half an hour of sun on Wednesday, I think, and like I just went out in my backyard and just leaned against the wall to soak in the sunlight, and it was glorious. Um, but yeah, I, I will say it's been interesting seeing how the last 12 years of doing this, of, of podcasting with you, 
has influenced this week and and made changes to this week. Um, I've I've had to teach classes this week. Yeah, and I'm teaching classes from my uh, my living room because I'm not going into work. Uh, so I have my microphone and I have the whole setup there and like it it's just knowing what I know about audio and about all the different things we've done to research for this class, not class, for this podcast, um, has, has really, I think, influenced what I've been able to do this week. Yeah, no, I, it's always funny. People are, you know, like, oh, how is the radio industry, you know, handling this remote from home stuff? And I'm like, it just like any other remote. It's like that's that's part of the job is to go out and do remotes at remote locations. So instead of doing this at, you know, a car dealership or the mattress store, we're just doing this from a person's house. It's like I yep. know these things. It's <laughs> Oh, we need computers to do, you know, we need the remote. I'm like, um, clean feed. Hello. Before clean feed, it was uh Fidelophone. Fidelophone? Fidelophone. Oh, yes. That's great. Also explaining why people who are uh, going into the WebExes via telephone have worse audio quality than the people who are going in via the computer audio. Yes. Oh, my God. This was a huge discussion this week. Uh, and in fact, tempers got kind of high because of it. Because I'm like, look, your audio is you're calling in from a landline and it's a stable connection because it's a landline. But also the audio sucks. Yeah. No, the, the bandwidth over uh, single pair copper is horrendous it think of it like easiest way to compare it is dial-up you're on a modem yeah you're on dial-up audio streaming good luck yeah no that's that's what i always have to tell people they're like well i can just phone it in i'm like no yeah no no it's just like would you like me to go get you a dial-up modem because that's the amount of bandwidth you're able to put through a single pair of twisted copper and even now it's not even really probably <clears throat> You're going to be, your phone is set up to, you know, handle that amount of bandwidth. But as soon as it leaves your phone, I bet you anything, you switch over to some sort of VoIP codec in the back end. Yep. So you're not, it's, ugh. But you, you, it's not going to upsample the, the no. audio quality. No, because the, the phone is designed to handle that bandwidth. But you, you would still probably have artifacting going from an analog to a digital conversion. So why don't we just start in the digital and just go from there? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's everybody's like, you know, are you are you handling this okay? I'm like that. It literally has not changed. <laughs> Plus, especially since you know I was warning people about this sort of thing weeks ago. About which sort of thing? Well, you know, at work, you know, with the with the, the stay at home stuff happening, it was like I sent out an an email oh, to that, our market. that you were preparing for to be like yes. this is going to happen yes and like yeah if we want to do x y and z this is how we're going to do it and i you know i laid it out ahead of time and it's just like here you go this is what we're going to do you know this is my idea and everybody's like no i don't think it's going to come to that and now it's come to that i'm just like yeah told you guys uh well oh uh, well oh uh, well mm-hmm Try to think anything else that came out of this week. It's just been interesting. I've, I've, um, so what's granted you're not staying at home, and we, we all, I already kind of asked, like, what the biggest shift was. You said, like, well, there's no traffic. 
but otherwise you're just everything's the same. Um, has there been any other big change? Because I assume like Isaac's daycare is closed. No, it's it's open actually. Really, for essential personnel only, which. As we discussed about in last week's episode. You are essential personnel. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's, like I said, you know, our schedule hasn't really changed, you know. We still get up, we still, you know, I still drive and drop Isaac off at daycare. Now, starting tomorrow, uh, I'm going to actually have to get my temperature tested every time I step into that building. Really? Yep. The daycare building. Yes. Not your office building. No. Yeah. And I assume they're also going to take Isaac's temperature every yes. day. Yes. And if I if I have a fever of over 100, I think like 100.4, Yeah. you know, I am supposed to leave immediately. They're going to basically decontamp because there's an airlock there because, you know, they don't yeah. want people to steal children. Um, they will basically, you know, not let me pass to the airlock. And then they and will decon, decon, the, the, decon airlock. the airlock. <laughs> and then bring and then, Isaac out? Well, no, Isaac will still come in there, but they'll be testing him constantly to see if he has a yeah. fever or not. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. And uh, I'm not allowed they, to return unless I have been fever-free for 72 hours. Yeah. And then if Isaac, yeah, if Isaac has a fever, then he's kicked out immediately for 72 hours as well. Yeah, fever-free for 72. Yes, they they realize that like you are transmissible two weeks before you show signs of symptoms. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you know, they're so, just like, trying to if you come in with a fever, you've had it for two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Just just wanna make sure. I know. No, I, I understand how this all works. There's a lot of people who don't. But you know. It's really funny. I was going uh so we got some more foam for the, the couch. So I swung by um, Walmart, you know, I ordered ahead mm-hmm. of time to get uh, an electric knife, and the uh, salesperson actually could not find it. And I'm just like, what do you mean you can't find I put an order in for this knife, and they're like, well, it's probably on the shelf somewhere. We'll have to go find it. Yeah, the knives were between <laughs> the um, blenders and the can openers. Mm-hmm. Not with the other knives and not with, you know, other electric can openers and blenders. No, I don't no. know. Yeah, yeah. But there were other people in the Walmart store who were just like, no, just you stay over there. You stay over there. <laughs> I was going to say we should probably look at like non-COVID-19 things, but then I look at our topic list and there's still more. There, There is one that's not COVID-19. There's a couple that aren't. There's yes. a couple, but like a lot of these are, are as a direct result or... Mm-hmm. Uh, or an indirect result of of COVID nineteen. Well, and let me state that uh, we are not going to be doing an April Fool's joke of any kind this year, and neither is Google. Really, Google has said that they are canceling their April Fool's jokes this year. Okay, I mean, I I get it. This is not the same as what Microsoft did last year, right? Last year, Microsoft said to their employees under no circumstances should you do an April fool's joke. That's not the kind of company we are. This no. is Google saying, Hey, <laughs> we like this. We know we like this. We know you like this. Um, but let's not do it right now. Yeah. They, uh, this is, this is not a good time for it. 
Google's head of marketing has said that we have already stopped any centralized April Fool's efforts, but realize there may be smaller projects within teams that we don't know about. Please suss out those efforts and make sure your teams pause on any jokes that they may have planned internally or externally. Which I understand at the same time, like it's a bit of lighthearted. Um, I don't know what the, the word I'm looking for is like lightheartedness, lighthearted uh, virility. It's it's a thing that could make a lot of people feel better just by getting them to smile. Ray of sh- sunshine. Sure. Temporary relief. Yeah, that, that also. Yeah. I, I guess it's I can see both sides of the issue on this one. I, I fully understand where Google's coming from, that they want to be throwing their their time and effort to their their core principle, but that any extra time should be going to um, trying to help out and figure out ways to to do this better. Yes. Oh, our public library is now doing at home adventures. Ooh. On Sundays, we'll post activities, challenges for kids for the week ahead. Post on the events page each time you complete a challenge, and you'll be entered into a drawing for online certificates to local businesses. So it's, like, not prawn for kids? Uh, well, let's see what's the, the ones for this week. Uh, read in a fort. Listen to a podcast for kids. Tell your family or write in a journal one thing you are grateful for each day. Try bird watching. Okay, so so activities. Yeah, yeah, man. I man, I feel bad for teachers right now because I. <laughs> so what is it? Harvard now is even you know not actually going to be giving out grades for this semester. Well, that's um, good news for the slackers. Well, no, they're they're giving um, emergency. What do they call it? They called it, it something. Everything's going to be pass fail. Uh, yeah, but it's listed as like emergency oh, grading policy. Here we go: emergency satisfactory or emergency unsatisfactory. <laughs> and the faculty <laughs> may supplement this terminology with a qualitative assessment of student learning. Oh God, what are we coming to, Andy? Just in general, what are we coming to? Uh, we're stepping into a future of decentralization. I mean, stepping into, getting pushed into. Getting pushed into, yeah. Is getting probably. hurled into, falling off a cliff into one of these things, something around that, right? Like, stepping into gives a, a very um personal feel to it, like a, a an intentional feel, like we have agency in this. <laughs> I'm not convinced that we do. Yeah, no, we were... Yeah, it's been a... Surprise! Yep. Surprise. Not really a surprise. It was just people were caught flat-footed. Which happens when you are surprised. Well, in America... Well, China was surprised. I feel like the rest... I think all of us were, were pretty surprised. Yeah. Taken off guard. Uh, I wonder if other companies are going to do the same as Google, though, and and cancel their April Fools. 
Isaac's I heard know, the news Isaac. and is not I happy. I feel the same way. <laughs> this, this is Isaac's reaction to Google canceling April Fools. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, what else we got? We'll talk about some some topics. How about a, a a bittersweet topic? Okay. Summer games done quick. Probably not going to happen. Well, is going to happen. Uh, well, sort of. So they they were originally scheduled for June twenty first. Okay. And they have said. Ah, uh, you know what? That's only like two months away. Let's not do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. In two and a half months, we're we're gonna hold that off. So, um, we'll we'll push it back, and they're pushing it back to August in the hopes that this is all going to be done by then. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, they are holding an online event from April seventeenth to nineteenth called corona relief done quick well that's that's right around the corner yep (laughs) so they're they're kind of throwing together an event um to try to raise money for organizations it's called direct relief which is an organization that essentially redistributes money uh you donate to them and then they donate that to people in need um and they're going to be raising money for them on April 17th to 19th, which is a very, very quick turnaround. Yes. Granted, there are probably people out there who are, you know, you know, just able to do these things at home, you know, not. Under- well, I mean, half of them are streamers. Yeah. So right. More than half of these these speedrunners are all streamers. In fact, most of them are streamers and have their own setups. Yeah. So. Something to look forward to. Uh, the 17th to the 19th. Now that is going to be a... That's a weekend. That's a Friday through Sunday. So I know what I'll be doing that weekend. <laughs> they have not uh, yet listed the schedule because they are still taking submissions for it. Submissions are open until April 2nd. Well, I will not be submitting because I can't really do anything quickly. You you cannot speedrun, Andy. I, ha- I have not tried speedrunning, so therefore... What? What what game would you like to speedrun? Like, if you could, if you had the time, let's say that work has called you and said, hey, all the tech issues are covered for the next month. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, that's Stay funny. home. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, stay home and do whatever you want. And you're like, you know what? I'd like to speedrun something. What game would you like to speedrun? I'm trying to think of something that hasn't been done before, but... All of them have been, Andy. I know. You know, I've always been curious how quickly you could get through Mist. That was the one I meant to watch, and I didn't get a chance to. Uh, Mist speedrun with the best ending. Yeah. One minute and 16 seconds. That's probably because he knows what the page is. Yeah, I mean, as long as you've memorized the pattern in the fireplace, you can yeah. end it very quickly. Yes. Uh, the best 100% speed run is 24 minutes and 18 seconds. Because that one is kind of just, you have to know, you know, the exact, you know, it, it'd be like, okay, you you can work backwards with Mist of trying to figure out, you know, the order of 
steps in order to get to that ending. Yeah. Uh, so this that is one real is... mist, by the way. Sorry, not actual mist. Oh, well, real mist is that's the one where you can actually move around because it's an actual 3D environment. I'm talking about the actual yep. clicking, the old school mist. Yep. So that one is just like, okay, you know, what do I need to do to figure out, you know, you can you can chart that one out and go, okay, you know, what's the fastest order of operations to do X, Y, and Z, you know? Uh, Mist PC, original game, 1993 release, any percent, 38 seconds. Yes, because that's going straight to the fireplace, but that's... Yeah. All pages... Which I guess is the equivalent of the 100%. Yeah. Uh, is 10 minutes and 54 seconds. You know, that, I, that's, that's what I would try and see if you could go any faster with that. Well, I'll send you the video. All right. Which was the submission. And you can figure out if you could do it any faster. Probably not, but who knows. Probably not. These guys are uh, they're, they're pretty good at this. That record was also set two months ago. I mean, it is a full minute faster than the second place. Oh, that is also the PC version. There's a bunch of other versions as well. Oh, geez. Yeah, speedrun.com. If you want to go and like just lose time, which is ironic. So, um, remember how we talked about the Geneva Motor Show got canceled? Yeah. The uh, Detroit Motor, uh, Auto Show, the North American International Audio Show, has now been canceled because, okay. um, formerly known as Cobo Hall, whatever it's called now, oh, the TCF yeah. Center, uh, is getting turned into a field hospital. A hospital for Detroit. Yes. Because Michigan is in, like, deep trouble. We're number five right now in the country. Uh, let's see. Washington, New York. Yep. California. Uh, I'd have to look at the list again. I just know we're okay. fifth. I don't know the order of them, but I'm, I'm guessing those are in the top five. I don't know who the other one is though. There's cause there's gotta be four. Okay. Cases reported. Can we sort? Yes, we can. New York, 38,977. New Jersey, 6,876. California, Ah, 3,777. Washington, 3,207. Michigan, 2,856. Wisconsin just hit 1,000, like yesterday. Well, bringing this back to topics, uh, so they canceled the auto show because they're using the, the space for a field hospital. Yes. Good. I saw there was a uh, a medical ship from the U.S. military being sent to New York. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can get something similar from Michigan. Probably not a ship because you'd have to bring it into the lakes. Well, you I guess you 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 can. They could bring one of the ships through the the um, Erie Canal. Erie Canal. How do they get it up? Like, is there a series? Oh wait, no, not the Erie Canal. It's um, the Sault Marie. No, because that, that gets you into Lake Superior. Okay. Is it the Erie Canal that goes from Albany to... Great Lakes Waterway? Or do you go up through... Do you go up through Quebec? I don't know. Uh, no, okay, so the St. Lawrence Seaway brings you into 
uh, yeah, so Lake that's Ontario. A yeah, that's uh, that's Quebec. So yeah, the St. Lawrence. So you're going over the top part yeah. of Nova Scotia, and you're coming down yeah. along the top edge of New York. That gets you into Erie, or no, that gets you into uh, Ontario. Well, it gets you into Ontario. How do you get from Ontario into? Oh, there's another canal. It's called the Welland Canal. Yes. Let's see. So I, it's there. I'm very curious as to what this actually looks like. So I've got the picture provided by the like canal group. So I can try and find it. But then I want to go to. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's it's west of Niagara. Uh, it goes along St. Catharines and Welland, and it drops you. It takes you from like the westernmost part of Lake Ontario into the easternmost part of Erie. Lock four, lock six, lock seven. That's pretty cool. Okay, so yeah, that gets really tiny, though. <laughs> you are not bringing a big ship across that. Lock seven, do you see the size of it? Yeah, no, I'm, I see the size of that stuff. Eight that is locks. a tiny okay. little little uh, pathway. You are very limited in the locks in the ships that you can break through that. Yeah, there it is. It's uh, 30 feet across. So there's no way to bring a bigger ship into the Great Lakes? I don't think so. Short of building them in there? I mean, 30 feet across is a pretty wide boat. Yeah, well, how big is the Panama Canal width? Significantly bigger? 500... Bot- minimum bottom width of 500 feet. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about the bottom width, though. No. I care about the... I don't want the depth. I want the actual width. At its smallest uh, 49 point. meters. Holy shit. It's 150 feet. That's more than that. That's 160 feet. Oh, um, sorry. No, no, no. Okay, so that's beam width. So that's upper level. Uh, the locks themselves are 110 feet wide. That's still four times the size of the one in, in Welling whatever. Yeah. Welland Canal, maximum boat beam, 23.8 meters. So, yeah, about half the size of the Panama Canal. Uh, yeah, 23 meters is 75 feet. Okay, so you can get a 75-foot-wide boat across. Yes. That's that's big. It's not like international shipping giant cargo container big, but it's no. big. And there you have it, folks. Our, uh, hmm, Okay. Let's see, the the Mercy Hospital ship is um, 106 feet, according to the U.S. Navy. So it could not get through. No, it's just a little bit too big. What if they floated it a little higher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, wow. Yeah, it's lock seven, man. Lock seven just like shrinks it down to nothing. Mm-hmm. And you can't really expand it because there's a freaking city right next to it. Why did they build it so tiny? I guess when they built it, probably wasn't very tiny. No, man. When was the it, first container ship? I don't know. I say this because you know Isaac's got a bunch of old books that we've pulled from our childhood. 1951, the first purpose-built container vessel began operating in Denmark. It was... I don't know. 
Because you think of like the older, um, <laughs> you know, the older transport ships always have, you know, the cranes and the pallets with like the nets that they pull out. And then mm-hmm. at some point we switch to just, you know, container ships, container ships. Yep. Which are evidently enormous. Yes. Yes, they are. The newer one goes 16 meters below the water. That is a lot of mass being displaced. Mm-hmm. Between 17 and 22 containers wide. Oh, oh, do hang on. Um, oh, shoot, what was it? Ship tracker map. Uh, if you want a, a fun map to, like, totally waste your time, marinetraffic.com. I'll wait. Oh, no, I know about that website. Okay. God, the CSCL Globe. <laughs> I wonder if there's anything in the uh, the locks right now. <laughs> Indeed, there are. <laughs> That's fantastic. The current largest container ship can oh, currently yeah. has the capacity know. of 23,756 containers. That's a lot of containers. That is a lot of containers. Jeez. Like a lot of them. Yeah. 24 containers. That is... Like, that, just to probably unload that will take forever in a day, because you'll have to... Ah, uh, I mean, will it? How how quickly can they load and unload containers? I don't know. There's probably a Wikipedia article about that, too. Yep. Let's see. How long does it take to pick up a container from a ship? Uh, let's see. Uh, an average container vessel, 6,000 containers, was 2.5 to 3 days. Okay, 2 to 3 days is not bad. For 6,000 containers. So let's see, so that would be 2,000 containers a day. So 2,000 divided by 24, 83 containers per hour. Divide that by 60, 1.38 containers per minute. So if we take that 1.38 containers per minute, times it by 23,756. 0.3 containers a minute. What's 1 over 1.3? 23,756. Okay, 23,756. 32,994 minutes. So they're doing a container every 45 seconds. 22 days. Actually, approximately 23 days. If now I'm that's doing my with math one right. crane, right? Well, I'm just saying that the port of L.A. Yeah. has listed... Oh, that the, the entire port does a container in 45 seconds. The average vessel turnaround in the port for an average container vessel was 2.5 to 3 days. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the port itself says, hey, we can take your vo- boat of 6,000 units and you know, unload it within a period of three days. Not bad. Yeah. These ships are huge. Yep. Something about, like, all your eggs in one basket, though. Well, wasn't there a like, massive... What the economic impact of one of those ships just going down be? Well, there was a, there was a massive car carrier recently that... Uh... Who was it? Yep, Hyundai cargo ship capsized with thousands of cars on board. 
Oh, no. Cargo ship carrying 4,000 Hyundai cars capsizes off of Georgia's coast. Oh, no. With a lot of uh, lost cars. Yep. That's that's what insurance is for. Crazy, though. Yeah. Their their best idea for it is they're literally just going to take a giant chain and basically do a chainsaw around the boat and just cut it into slices. To try and get it up? No, to just tear it apart because it's but so are they? it's so big they can't get it uncapsized <laughs> okay oh because it's it's still floating it's just upside down no i think it's actually i don't know what it's doing but it's um it's on its side it's it's uh it's yeah the pictures of it are huh yep so good luck mm-hmm this is this is an unmanageable rate of growth, though, right? Like, we can't keep adding more cargo to a single ship. There's got to be an upper limit here. Well, right now, the upper limit is, the, well, for some ships, is the Panama Canal. Yep, unless you want to take a much longer trip. Which, um, I where did I, I saw a video where it's, um, because the rail industry in the United States is so good at moving cargo... Yeah. That sometimes, um, if you're trying to ship something from China to New York, yeah, rather than either A, going through the Panama Canal, or um, B, going the other way through the Suez Canal to New York, um, that there's actually, you know, the rail industry in the United States is so good that it actually is... You drop it off in LA and let the US take care of it. Yeah, and have the trains transported across the country. Yeah. Although... I mean, one of those ships, what did you say, 23,000 containers? That is that is the current largest ship out there. How long would a train be if it had 23,000 cars? Okay, so let's see. Average container size. Standard ISO shipping containers are two lengths. 53 feet. Nope. I'm looking at the uh, intermodal containers shipped by rail. Oh, okay. Are 53 feet. How big are the, the shipping containers? Intermodal containers, which are the ones that are shipping C. Yeah. Uh, standard lengths are 20 or 40 feet. Okay. So you can get two of them per car. Yes. And it looks like you can stack them. Normally, you can stack them too high on trains, depending on so if they're going through four, tunnels or not. So you can get four to a car, and the car is 53 feet long. So 53 times 23,000 divided by four is 304,000 feet uh, divided by <laughs> two miles. You're talking about a train that is 57, 58 miles long. Uh, let's see. According to the um, the U.S. rules state that the longest train has been 3,658 meters. Hang on. 3,658 meters? Yes is 2.2 miles long. 
So there you go. So you are talking about a train that is 20, uh, yeah, we'll call it 20, 20 times longer than the longest train. So you would need 20 trains then at maximum. 20 of the longest trains. If you wanted to move an entire cargo ship from L.A. to New York. 20 trains. Taking up 60 plus miles of track. Could you imagine coming to a, a like train crossing? <laughs> and you're like, oh, cool, a train. And then there's 60 miles of train. <laughs> Cargo trains don't go very fast either. No, no, they don't. <laughs> because they don't want to go fast because that's a whole lot of inertia. Yeah. Uh, freight trains are limited to 60 miles an hour. So it would take that, an hour. Yeah, you would be at a train crossing for an hour waiting for that to train. You would have to wait for an hour for the train. So how quickly do you think after this episode is done, Hans, who, you know, knows trains, trains. is going to just come back and just rip us a new one for how wrong we are on all of this? I mean, this is all guesswork, (laughs) but the the real question. This is cocktail train math? Yeah, cocktail napkin train math. Uh, The real question is, is a question of fuel. God, I haven't even thought about fuel. That's just... Right. How much fuel does it take to... Because when you're moving the ship, you have to move the ship. But also, there's less friction, right? You're in the water. So you could use the currents of the water, which is why shipping lanes are where they are. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think there are shipping lanes, go check out that Marine Tracker website. There are (laughs) definitely shipping lanes. Well, it's just kind of like when... When, you know, airplanes fly from U.S. to uh, Europe, they all follow the same, you know, jetway. Yep. Yep. But, like, you have to move the boat. But with a train, you have to move the train. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the fees of... the the Not the fees. The cost of the fuel has to get factored in there. Uh, And technically, I guess, the fees, too, right? If you're moving it via train, you have to rent space on the train if you're moving it on the ship you have to rent space on the ship um if you're going through the panama canal there's a charge for that damn that's a big ship and a big train 58 mile long train would be absolutely redonkulous oh sorry i'm now i'm looking at the company that you know has built the biggest boat um, yep. They put out a press release, not for this one. This one is for the MSC Oscar, which um, was built back in 2015. And they said to transport the, this is a 19,224 unit boat. Yeah. To transport the capacity of the boat, you would need 1,100 747 cargo planes. <laughs> okay. Or 35,000. Uh, 8,000 foot long trains or 11,400 heavy trucks, which that one doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> How many trucks? 11,400. This is a 19,224 TEU capacity boat. So how do, do you not need 19,224 trucks? They're probably doing it by weight. 
Probably. Like, what's the maximum weight the boat could take versus what's the maximum weight the truck could take? Okay, where is it? They said something in here about fuel. Okay, as a result, the optimum speed is actually 22.8 knots. In 24 hours, it can travel 1,000 kilometers, consuming 280,000 liters of fuel. A lot of fuel. That works out to less than 1.5 liters per container per 100 kilometers. The I mean, average you're not car get that with a with a truck. No, the average car consumes nine liters per 100 kilometers. Yeah, it dumps a lot of fuel and a lot of smoke, but it's less than any other way of shipping that much stuff. Mm-hmm. Cargo vessels. Where? Jesus, there's a lot of cargo vessels. Mm-hmm. Wow. We are, like, destroying this planet. <laughs> well, she's fighting back. Yeah. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, There's about 40 cargo vessels in the Great Lakes. Yeah, no, I don't doubt it, because you're probably trying to get to Chicago or up to Sault Ste. Marie. I actually learned today that Michigan yes. is the only state where you can mine iron ore and smelt it into steel without leaving the state. I assume you mean logistically and not legally. We are the only state that has both the raw materials and the furnaces around yeah, okay, so logistically. It. Yes. Right, that that there is a factory, or, or a, not a factory, a, a refinery, and there is the raw ore in the ground. Yes. Nothing is stopping... Wait, that can't be right. There are definitely, like, steel mills in Wisconsin. Hold on, I gotta find... <laughs> there are... Yeah, there are definitely steel mills in Wisconsin. Well, let me find out exactly what it said. And I got to go through my internet are... history. Hold on. Okay. Michigan is the only state in the union where iron ore is both mined and processed in blast furnaces to make steel. I mean, I, says who? This article, but I... I okay, now I'm going to have to... Uh, see, let's see, blast furnaces. Let me see. No, I don't care about Minecraft blast furnaces. <laughs> Try, yeah, I'm trying to find where this article got their sources, but... I mean, it's possible that the ones in Wisconsin have closed? There was the Wisconsin Steel Company, there's the Milwaukee Iron Company, and I know Wisconsin Steel is closed. <laughs> Oh, oh! I mean, I, <laughs> I'm doing too much reading right now in this thing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so speaking of, of uh, fuel, uh, Virginia has said that they are going to try and go carbon free by 2050. By 2050? Mm-hmm. 30 years. Yep. They better be able to do it in 30 years. Be too late, but sure, whatever. 30 years. The um, the libraries around here yeah. are opening a digital library card so that you don't have to go to the library. I'm bringing this up because you have a library topic, and I'm like, yes. oh, that's right. I, I just submitted my application for the 
digital library card because my actual library card expired and I haven't gone back to renew it. Well, this one is the um, the Internet iCar Archive has had a program called Open Library, which is an open library. Yeah. So um, they have eighty thousand ebooks on there, and not uh, bad. If you open an account with the Open Library, OpenLibrary.org, you can borrow up to five ebooks at a time for up to two weeks under a one book one reader model. Normally, now though, they basically said. We're open. <laughs> okay. Internet archive, really? Mm-hmm. Because they, they had a thing there saying, okay, you know, if we have X number of ebooks, we were only going to lend out X number of ebooks, one to one. Yeah. So if now somebody else... saying, forget it? Yeah. They're saying, you, just, you know... Hmm. The Internet Archive will suspend wait lists for the 1.4 million and growing books in our lending library by creating a national emergency library to serve the nation's displaced learners. The suspension will run through June 30th, 2020, or the end of the U.S. national emergency, whichever is later. Nice. So you can go to the archive.org slash details slash national emergency library and search books. Uh, Hitchhikers. Hitchhikers Story, Nature's Hitchhikers, Phantom Hitchhikers, Subway Hitchhikers, Hitchhikers Guide. Nope. It's not, you know, every book. It's a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Not every book. Um... The thing is, when when they talk about, like, 1.4 million books or however many they said, like, oftentimes most of those books are things people would never actually want. Yeah. Yeah, there there are things, though. Like, I'm seeing here a James Patterson novel. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there are some in there, but you got to know what you're looking for, basically. Yeah. Uh, a limited preview, I see. Yeah, well, you have to make an account and then borrow it. You're still limited to checking yep. out, you know, yep. a maximum of five books at a time. Right. But now they're not limiting the number of books that they are going to release. You and I could both check out the same book. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's really cool. So. There's the book two of the Dresden Files translated into... Um, I assume Chinese? Yes, language Chinese. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I never know what book to read. But then I'm not a huge fan of reading books, so. Um. Yeah, I gotta finish up the book club book, too. Um. How's time? We're we're good. If you want to move on to the randoms. Uh, just a couple other quick things, I guess. Steam hit their uh, new record for simultaneous users. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, not not surprised at all. Um, Everyone is home. Yeah. The uh, PlayStation Network is uh, cranking down their... They're throttling back their download speeds from the PlayStation Network. Yeah. To try and stabilize everything. A lot of everything. tech support is, is kind of going nuts right now, right? Like... Yeah, they they just don't have the the um, the infrastructure wasn't 
designed to deal with this. Which is surprising because the infrastructure was supposed to be designed to handle this. Was it? I don't know. Was it really? That's why they said that, you know, they were putting data caps and throttling on everybody, right? Maybe. Don't staff for the, like, don't, yeah, you know, don't, don't design for the peaks. Broadband Now says that 88 out of the top 200 most populous U.S. cities are experiencing some form of network degradation over the past week. Yeah. You know, there are some places, L.A., Chicago, Brooklyn, and San Francisco, have seen no problems, but Austin, Texas, down 44%. San Jose, California, down 38%. Nashville, Tennessee, down 20%. Andy. Yeah? Moving on. Okay. GameStop just had their um, quarterly report and actually turned a profit. Amazing. After closing 350 stores. Sorry, 320. That was last year, right? Yeah. And they say they're going to close I mean, another 320 that's what this year. Is, right? It's a year over year. They're going to yeah. close more. Which, I mean, it, it sucks for the people who are losing their job because their stores are closing. But when I lived in Ann Arbor, there were five GameStops in a two-mile radius. Maybe it was a five-mile I think it was a five-mile radius. But still... You could put a circle with a radius of five miles around Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti, and there were five game stops in that circle. I remember when we first moved over here, there were four in town. Now there's just two. There's one up on West Main, and there's one down by us. Right. Like, GameStop does not need to be as populous as Subway. Yeah. Um... Yeah, now I'm Enix. curious to see what the uh, directions are from GameStop to GameStop. Let's see. How far apart GameStop. are they? Don't know. While you're doing that, Square Enix has said that they are uh, releasing Final Fantasy VII Remake as planned. They have no idea when the physical copies will get to the stores because of shipping delays. Some stores have already broken their street date. Uh, looks like and... they. it's eight miles to drive door to door. Between the two GameStops in in town here. Yep. I mean, honestly, does Kalamazoo actually need more than one GameStop? Well, Kalamazoo has one on the north side, and then the one down by us is kind of on the south side of Portage. Okay. So, like I said, it's... I, I, I restate my case. Do they really need more than one? Uh... Eight miles apart takes you 15 minutes to drive there. Both of them are pretty small. Having been they don't to both need to be of them. very big anymore. No, no, they don't. Uh, all right, randoms. Okay. It is my review. Yes, yes, it is your review. I would like to review a utility developed by a Microsoft engineer, published via Microsoft, called Zoom It. Zoom It. Okay. Z O O M I T. Zoom It. Okay. It is a, a tool that lets you draw on your screen anywhere, at any time. It freezes your screen, and then it lets you... So you've, you have a couple options. You can zoom in, because it's called Zoom It. Uh, you can live zoom, where the mouse is still active, and you're like drag, excuse me, dragging yourself around the screen. 
Uh, there is technically a timer, but I never use it. And there's the draw, the the like write whatever you want or uh, just put whatever you want onto the screen. And it is so useful when you are presenting to people, when you are in a live environment and you say like this button over here, you can draw an arrow to that button. You can circle things. In fact, it has those those shapes built in. Uh, there's there's a free draw. There's lines. There's boxes. There's circles. There's arrows. Uh, it's just, it's so good. There's different colors. You can change your colors so that you can have that. You can type onto the screen. It is free. It is small. It is a very low impact program. It doesn't take a lot of processing power. Uh, and it's just, it's so good, Andy. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I've known about it for years. I've used it for years. And I'm bringing it up because, well, in, in the current climate, a lot more people are doing, like, meetings where they're sharing their screens. So I thought I'd bring this up and, and let people know about it. I love it. It's free. It's probably one of the most useful things I've learned in the last 10 years. And you're just telling me now. I have yeah. I have literally, within the last two weeks, um, taken screenshots with Snippy and emailed or chatted them to people showing them how to do things. Because rather than actually try and type it out and explain it to them, I'm like, here you go. Here's a picture. This, you know, arrow pointing here. So if I had done that, I could literally just screen share with somebody and basically do the same thing. Yep. Uh, the, the one thing I will caution you, and I actually just learned this this week. So if you're using a screen share application and you Mm -hmm. tell it to share a window as opposed to a screen, zoom, it will not help you. I could see that because it, it doesn't actually exist in that window. Yeah, no, it exists outside the window. Yeah. But, I don't, man, these yeah. sys internal stuff here is actually pretty cool. I know it's so fun to just look through that list sometimes. Um, as I said, like it was, it was, it's developed by Microsoft. the The rumor is, and I have no idea if this is true at all. Uh, it was developed by a Microsoft engineer in his spare time because he had to give a presentation. But it's just so darn useful. Being able to write on the screen over anything is fantastic. Yeah, no, I don't doubt it. Hmm. I'll have to try this out. I'm, you know, I'm not on my work laptop right now, but... Well, the whole program is 400 kilobytes. Zipped. It's very small. It can fit on a floppy disk. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it takes up a quarter of a third of a floppy disk, but it can fit on a floppy disk. Um, if you do use it, Spend some time practicing with it. it oh, is yeah, not of course. something that you just, like, immediately jump into, but it's it's good. Uh, also, there's way more shortcuts than what they have on the site. Uh, really? There's more colors. They're, they're saying it's red, blue, yellow, green. There's also pink and orange. You can also white out the screen with W and black out the screen with a K. Hmm. And then there's the aforementioned arrows, lines... Uh, rectangles and ellipses. Crazy useful. Yeah. All right. That's my review. Okay. 
It is uh, the random topic, which I don't think you actually told me what it was. No, I did. Did you? Because you literally looked it up. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Let me go get that. All right. What's the <laughs> random topic, Andy? Random topic. We rolled ahead of time. What is your most downloaded episode of all time? So here's the thing. I'm a really bad webmaster. <laughs> like, really bad. Uh, I don't care. Like, Andy and I have never done this for the views or the clicks or the likes. Um, if, if we did, we probably would be doing this a lot more... Um, planned i guess a little less random for the random topics i don't like i don't know what we'd be doing different but i feel like we'd be doing something different uh definitely would have way better analytics than what we do uh so we use feedburner for our our podcast feed Mm -hmm. uh and feedburner has some built-in analytics but i don't really know how reliable they are uh it says that episode 128 was downloaded 1,011 times. That wasn't, like, a really especially great episode. It just exists. All of our episodes just exist. Uh, the next highest downloaded episode was episode 313 at 516. So this episode had double the next highest... And also, episode 128 was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really don't know what's going on here. I do not know why that one was so much higher than the the others. I, d- I don't know. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. No. I, 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 I have to trust Dave's numbers on this because I, too, have never looked at the numbers. <laughs> because you've depended on me to be the webmaster and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. We have had five visitors from unknown locations. Yeah. One visitor from Romania. Sure. Well, no, I'm just looking at the visitor map. Yeah, Which I've never, you know, really looked at until now. Oh, I mean, I put it there a long time ago so that you could see it. So, So um, yeah. 461 visitors from Monroe. So, yeah, um, episode 128 evidently is a really great episode. Sure. I, <laughs> I, I, I guess. I, you know, trying to remember one episode out of 630. 30. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm hey, someone asked, right? Yeah. Someone asked, and the, the stats say this. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's what I got. All right, I think that's it. Yep, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net Thank you for listening.